Hello, welcome to War Nouns, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, by myself, and today we're going to talk about some news, followed by a thermal jacuzzi. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of War Nouns, brought to you by Line of Sight. So, Locke is not able to make it today, as she is doing holiday-related activities, and so I am left to do a recording on my own. It's been a little while since we've been able to do one uh, due to illness and busyness of schedules and whatnot. Uh, It's the holidays, so uh, we wanted to try and get something out to you guys, rather than make you wait even longer that just didn't seem right so it may be a little bit shorter or longer or normal i don't know how long this is going to be but we're going to talk about some things so first up is going to be the news and there's actually been a a few interesting bits of news that have come out uh over the course of december Uh, and unfortunately we haven't covered any of it up till now Uh, and i was really hoping to go over the a Look Ahead to 2022 by Matt Wilson with Locke present. However, um, by the time she is present, it might not be as relevant, you know, in the terms of most of you would probably read it by then. So I'm going to go ahead and go over that now. I apologize that her reactions will not be present for that. Yes, moving on. All right, so they re- released another Pendrake Encounters, a midnight or Midwinter's Night's Dream. Uh, for those of you who are playing the Iron Kingdom's 5th edition, uh, that being Requiem, uh, and just kind of looking over it, it looks kind of interesting. I want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't read it. Uh, please check it out. It's in the Insiders on the PrivateerPress.com website. Uh, I can say, however, that I I really like what they did. Um, yeah. Won't say any more than that, because I'll probably get into spoiler territory, but yeah, check it out, please. Next up, they had a uh, <laughs> a bit of an in game, or a in-house event called the Gingerbread Madness. And this is also something that we, the community, can um, look at and vote on. Uh, at least, right? There's voting involved, right? Oh boy, did I just mess that up. Um, okay, on tw- on Twitter, yes, yes, you can go over to their Twitter account and uh, tell them which one of these candy wasteland sort of things they got going on that you like best, and that puts you in for a drawing uh, to win a hundred dollar gift card to use on the Privateer Press store. So if you head over to their insider and check out the Gingerbread Madness, we got um, four to choose from. The first one is a a chocolate wasteland trench um, network, it looks like. Uh, Crix and Signar are fighting over. uh, Gingerbread houses all crumbled. Chocolate trench works everywhere. Definitely getting some chocolate trench foot there going on. Um, so, someone's going to have a bad day on that one. Uh, next up is a, um, looks like a tavern or house perhaps, um, with a nice almond bark roof, which looks really, really good. 
and a little candy cane lantern outside of it. Uh, the sign's a little worse for wear. De definitely some um, um, extra crisp, maybe a little on the burnt side um, house going on there. Yes, yes. Then there's a, a bunker, trench bunker network with little Pez sandbags, which I absolutely love. I never would have thought to use Pez as sandbags. Uh, and then the last one, no, actually there's five here, my goodness, five. Um, some gingerbread ruins uh, that um, maybe some of the soldiers got a little hungry and ate some of. Uh, followed by, uh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's pretty damn close, is three of the um, piggybacks uh, from Grimkin hiding in a house with a warp wolf outside of it. And the uh, house is the gingerbread house is crumbling down around them. Um, that's pretty cool. So I don't know how long this is going on. So if you haven't already checked it out, go ahead and do that uh, sooner than later. Head over to their Twitter account and tell them which house you like best, and uh, be entered in for that hundred dollar gift card drawing. So yeah, and. Let's see here. There was one about models in moderation or lack thereof. I just kind of looked through that. It's going over some paint schemes uh, and whatnot. Um, some really nice ones that the community has come up with. Um, and then also Privateer Press asking just, you know, just asking for some polls over um, request models and whatnot. What paint scheme should be used in the next... Um, I guess this is their their case. Is this going in the display case? I'm not sure. Um, admittedly, I didn't read it through as much because I was too preoccupied with the A Look Ahead to 2022 uh, by Matt Wilson, uh, which dropped, let's see, it dropped on the 16th, and today's recording is on December 18th, so two days ago. I don't know how I missed this one. I usually am pretty good about keeping up on the news, but... Somehow I missed this. Um, so I'm not going to read over all of it, all of it, but I'm going to hit some highlights here. Um, so first off, uh, going into 2022, there are a couple things that War Machine players are going to have in their mind. One, what can you tell us about Orgoth? Two, what events are coming up this year? Well, let's tackle the events first. First off, Lock and Load 2022 is postponed to 2023 um given the state of seattle and how it's been yeah that that's kind of expected i guess at this point unfortunate however moving on from that um bombshell of a letdown lvo adepticon gen con warfare weekend are all still on the table so anyone intending on going to those uh, if you're thinking about LVO, you better get in your tickets now. Uh, last I heard, there wasn't a whole lot left. Uh, however, you know, the number of people that sign up versus the number of people who show up, always a different story. So get in, get your name on the list sooner than later, and get down there. Uh, I will not be at, uh, Locke and I will not be at any of these events this year. However, I am tantalizingly kind of going over some plans for 2023 to maybe go to LVO or Warfare Weekend. I don't know. Who knows? 
what the future may hold. Certainly not I. Moving on, Orgoth. Um, yeah. So, they're still working on it. They're working on the paint scheme right now, and they're still kind of working out a few little bugs and whatnot. Um, however, what they can tell us is in their 400-year absence, the or yeah, absence. The Orgoth have developed their own form of Mechanica. Okay, we kind of knew that. Uh, however, they've also subjugated a lot of races across their travels across Kn, and these various different races that have been subjugated will be with them in the invasion. As a result, um. This is going to be probably one of the most diverse group of uh, models we're going to see coming from Privateer Press as a single faction. As uh, they state here, they'll be establishing whole new races in the setting that makes up for their heavy infantry. Uh, as Sea Raiders, instead of traditional cavalry soldiers, the Orgoth make use of flocks of massive draconic vultures. That they launch from their ships as a vanguard invasion force. They're also introducing the first ever 80mm, the extra large base, model to war machine with uh, what they're currently referring to as the quote unquote assault beast. Uh, working title, that, that name's probably going to change. Um, but the assault beast is an Orgoth gunner riding on top of what can only be described as a woolly titan, some sort of distant relative of the Eastern Emiran uh, titans used by the Scorn. Uh, the Orgoth have pressed these into ser service, and if you want a mental image of kind of what it looks like, they're saying, look at the Dire Troll uh, Blitzer, and it's kind of like that. Although my guess is maybe this is going to be... Um, quad pedal maybe it'll be on all fours instead of just bipedal but who knows we will find out i only say that because the extra large the 80 millimeter base seems to me that maybe that's where they're going with that but eh, that who's to say maybe it's a three-legged creature um so um they've been going through that also the hinge hold scrolls are going to be completed Starting on December do, 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 20th, December 20th, the next installment of the Hengehold Scrolls will begin, and they will come out just as they did before as microfiction installments via Twitter. All right, there's a whole bunch more they want to talk about, but they want Orgoth to have their big reveal and day, so they're not going to say a whole lot more at this time. So we'll have to wait for more information. Iron Kingdom's 5th edition. Um, so they're already full steam ahead on their next um, project. Even though the Iron Kingdom's uh, Borderlands Beyond is still just going to print. Hasn't even made it to the print yet. Um, and they're in the middle of shipping off the Iron Kingdom's Requiem. And they're already working on the next installment. And... That was a very sad attempt at a drumroll. My goodness, I'm too tired for this. They're going to Crix. <laughs> uh, the Nightmare Empire, a.k.a. Crix, is their next location. So, what are they going to be exploring with that? Well, first off, 
the Stixus Raiders, Black Ogren, and both Corporeal and Incorporeal Undead, such as Pistol Wraiths, will all become playable characters. They're going to go in-depth into naval combat, Iron Kingdom style, as well as um, raiding, pillaging, um, the Merc... Uh, Mercarian League? Mercarian League? Mercarian League. Uh, which is the group of traders that monopolize the majority of all trade and shipping in the Iron Kingdoms. They're going to go over them. Uh, they're also going to be going over um, life in the Scarred Islands. And uh, as well as kind of exploring the Dragonfather's domain. They're going to release a series of adventures aimed at all levels, all party levels, um, character levels, what have you to explore that domain and get around and whatnot. So that's really cool. This is something that we've been asking for since, oh, I don't know, last time they said they were gonna do this uh, for the Iron Kingdoms RPG. It's been a while, many years. So it'll be nice to get this information. Uh, moving on to Riot Quest. So, uh, oh, the Nightmare Empire will, let's see here, watch for previews coming out closer to summer 2022. So there's that. Riot Quest, they're introducing something brand new, uh, like pets, literally pets for your um, Iron Kingdom, not Iron Kingdom, sorry, Riot Quest heroes. So you have an adorable little baby Throg or a two-headed um, Argus puppy. Um, there's also a little um, a devil rat uh, getting into a bag of coins. Just all sorts of little things that are going to be um, available. Um, so, yeah. That's going to be interesting. And I, I just... I hope these have physical models because that Throg is adorable. Yes, yes, the two-headed puppy Argus thing. Yeah, that's cool too. But the Devil Rat holding gold doubloons, coins. Yes. And Throg. Baby Throg. Sorry, moving on. Um, cute things. Must must avert my eyes. Uh, Warcaster. Um, so, yeah. Um... They're working, or they've just completed a series of short stories they have affectionately dubbed, they claim, The Thousand Worlds Gone Wild. Each installment focuses on a wild card character from Warcaster and their exploits across the Hyperion. Uh, you also find out why you never challenged uh, Baron Morgrave to a duel, what makes the Quartermaster smile, and how Mr. Tolkien has been protecting humanity longer than anyone can remember. Uh, you also get the uh, an in-the-trenches view of Axel for Hire, whose post-war uh, trauma gives us our first look at the upcoming Lost Legion Army. Ooh, new faction perhaps. As well as clues as to a second new army that will be unveiled for Warcaster in late 2022. 
So look forward to a big, uh, probably Kickstarter in fall of 2022 would be my guess. Which makes sense, I suppose. Uh, Monster Apocalypse. Um, they just wrapped up a little bit ago the uh, Monpoc board game uh, Kickstarter. Uh, and Mythic Games has opened up the backer kit. So anyone who has not gone in and take care of their backer kit stuff, get in there and do that now, as you are now able to do that. Uh, actually, have been for a few days now. So yeah, don't don't sit on that, people. Get get that done sooner than later. It just helps speed up the whole process. And um, that's basically it. There's there's. A couple more tidbits here and there that I didn't cover um, for anyone who actually wants to read it. Uh, probably be a good idea. And, uh, and there's pictures and all that sort of stuff, of course. So, yeah, that's kind of it for the news right now. There's not a whole lot else going on with that. There are um, tournaments going on in the community, which I can't wait to see um, what comes of the results of those. The uh, Wrath of Nisser is going on I accidentally just closed discord doggone it um well okay I'm not pulling it back up but there are other events going on as well I apologize there was like four of them three three more of them I was going to go over four in total um but discord wants to update so that's going to take a while anyways moving on um yeah no that's that's all really 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 cool stuff um I admit, I haven't been able to play as many games as of late, uh, just due to aforementioned illness that we were going through, uh, and then just scheduling. I mean, Christmas is a week from today. My goodness. Um, so it's it's been trying to get all the holiday stuff done. I imagine everyone's kind of in the same boat on that one. Uh, however, I had a um, get-together of the family and friends yesterday, and um, one of my friends got me, uh, actually it was this guy, got me the uh, Hordes High Command base box with a single expansion. So myself, uh, this guy, and Logan the Red sat down and we played a game last night. And that was really, really fun. I played Trolls, obviously. This guy played Circle. Because, of course. And then Logan the Red, because it wasn't War Machine, he couldn't take Kador. So he instead took uh, Legion. And he beat this guy and I wholeheartedly. Yeah, no, he, 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 he got 20 points. I had 11. This guy had 9. Like, us two combined equaled him by himself so yeah he beat his hands down uh, but it was a lot of fun a lot of fun went a little longer than liked i should have uh reduced the winds of war a little more but it was you know ultimately we had fun that was a that was what was important so uh it was uh Logan's first time ever playing and this guy's second time ever playing and they had a blast they want to play some more so um yeah I, we're, we're just loving high command and for all the claims of horrible imbalance, and despite our scores, I mean, we just kind of threw decks together. We didn't spend a lot of time making our decks. Um, we didn't really see that, so I'm beginning to wonder if the whole unbalanced claims about high command, or maybe... I don't know, maybe we just haven't played enough games. 
or maybe they're more people not want you know their faction isn't as powerful as they would have liked or something i don't know i'm not sure what to think about that so that being what it is we had fun so yeah now lastly i'm gonna go into something else i mentioned a thermal jacuzzi and that is a very admittedly strange terminology to throw together um both redundant and strange um so yeah so i <laughs> little backstory here um talking about troll bloods okay putting that there i after the update wanted to finally try and find a way to put horgle 2 on the table and I'm not a hugely competitive player, okay? I, I did all that long time ago. I just don't have the time uh, and money to do all the traveling and all that, not with all the kids and work and everything. So, yeah, we play casually. That That's what we do. Every now and then we'll head down to uh, the PDX, you know, Portland area and play there. But um, that that's kind of our more competitive kick, if you will. But we're not super casual either. So I want something that's going to be functional and work and be able to take on multiple opponents. I'm not expecting to go to the top tables here, but you know, something's going to be, you know, pretty pretty strong, decently built, at least, you know, something like that. But Horgle 2, he's a conundrum. His feet boosts attack and damage rolls. Or not attack and damage rolls. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the attack and damage rolls. Uh, but doesn't add an additional die because Privateer Press does not want you to have Weapon Master abilities on your ranged attacks. <sighs> Fine, fair enough. But there's a lot of, if this is this, it's all boosted and whatnot. So, I don't know. I, I decided to make a list, so here it is. Um, hear me out. Tweak it however you like. If, it, if it's something that tantalizes your... Uh, uh, jank senses or what I don't even know what I'm saying anymore god damn I'm tired um, anyways so it's Horgle 2 uh, in Storm of the North so we have the thermal and then what happens when you take snow and you heat it up and it's boiling effectively a jacuzzi that that's kind of where I was going with that actually it, it's when I was coming up with the name, I just put my finger down on the keyboard and just kind of wiggled it around, you know, as one does when you're just like, I don't know what to name this. And there you go. And my keyboard, my my phone, gave me a thermal jacuzzi. And so I've kind of latched onto that idea because that's kind of cool that it randomly came up with that. So there you go. There, There's a truth behind the name. It's just something random that I find is hilarious. So we're going to make a list around it. And it was already going to be Horgle 2 to begin with. So... Uh, my first list idea for this was um, going to be in Storm of the North. In fact, all of them are in Storm of the North. I think. Now I'm double-guessing that. Pretty darn sure. All right, so Storm of the North. Horgle 2. Runebearer for free. A Dire Troll Bomber, because of, of course. Um, a Dire Troll Brawler. And I'm the, the Brawler, I'm kind of hemming and hawing. Do I want a Brawler? Do I want a Mauler? Do I want a Blitzer? Those are the three main main three I go to for him. I don't know which one's better. One of them, for sure. Alright, next. Hooch hauler, because it has to have a hooch hauler. Absolutely has to have a hooch hauler. That's a requirement. Alright, moving on. Madrax Zero, for free, with a pyre troll. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right choice. 
Pyrotroll definitely needs to be in the list, at least one of them, but is Magic Zero in this list the right choice? Not so sure. Have to put it on the table, but that's like the whole list. Um, next, Northkin Shaman, a Throlg, and the um, little cutesy thing I'm doing here is I am taking the Objective Wreckage, which, if you recall, uh, has shelter. During your control phase, choose one friendly model within four inches. That model gains concealment. Throlg has Prowl. Yeah. Yeah, I like that combination a lot. Um, there's other models uh, that could potentially take advantage of that, like the Trollkin Skinner, which is also in this list, and just comes down to what's on my opponent's side of the table. Do I have my Skinner or uh, ambushing or next to my objective? Do I have the Throg ambush or not ambushing? Do I have the Throg advanced deploying next to my objective or not? So it's kind of a, you know, you can take that in either direction. So after the Throg, we do have a Northkin Skinner. Um, not really sure if he's warranted for this list, but I do really enjoy the Skinner. And as aforementioned with the objective, there's a little bit of interesting things you can do with that. Next, I take five Troll Whelps as uh, one of my rec options. Max Northkin Raiders. Max Creel Stones uh, with the uh, Stone Northkin Elder, a unit of Northkin Fire Eaters, and then lastly, a Max unit of Croak Raiders. Now, why the Croak Raiders? Some of you who have used Croak Raiders in the past will automatically understand why, uh, potentially. Uh, everyone else might not know because we haven't seen them really at all since Mark II. So, very, very quick rundown on them. Um, it is a um, Croak Raiders or Minion Unit. Speed 6, Rat 6, Defense 13, Armor 13, Advanced Deploy with uh, Amphibious, Immunity to Corrosion, Pathfinder, and then they have a melee weapon which no one cares about, and then they have two ranged weapons which are the key here. First off, a Flaming Dart, range 10, Pow 11, uh, fire typed with fire continuous damage. And then they have an oil gourd, which is range 8. AoE 3, cumbersome, so you can only fire the gourd or the flaming dart. However, the gourd has alchemical accelerant, which puts oil on anything under that 3 inch AoE. For those of you who don't get oiled very often, or use it very often, when a model affected by oil suffers a fire damage roll, the damage roll is automatically boosted. And then Horgle 2's feat states that uh, friendly faction models in his control range gain boosted attack and damage rolls against enemy models suffering the fire continuous effect. Now, that's a lot of overlap of boosted damage. There's no additional dies, which is kind of sad. However, it still works in the favor of your warrior models can get boosted damage rolls off their guns. Additionally, your war beasts don't have to boost damage because it's already boosted damage. Whether it's on feet turn or 
if it's due to, you know, them being oiled and you have a fire typed damage that you're throwing out there. Which another thing is, you notice I have the Northkin Fire Eaters. Northkin Fire Eaters, you have that Spray 6 Fire POW 12. Additionally, if they are on fire, they get boosted attack and damage rolls and cannot become knocked down uh, with their range to get with their uh, guns. So again, another form of boosted. So there's some overlap there. However, if for whatever reason my Northkin Fire Eaters are not on fire, which I have a nasty habit of my fires going out, um, they can still get the boosted damage. So that's a bit of a redundancy built in that I kind of really like. And then lastly, I found hilarious when I looked at it. I'm like, we have a lot of advanced deploy models in this list. I mean, we got the, the Throg, the Croak Raiders, the Northkin Raiders, the uh, Fire Eaters. That's all advanced deploy. Skinner, if he doesn't ambush, he's advanced deploy. That's going to make it really easy for me to unpack my army. I kind of like that. Uh, so that's just more reason to go with it. But the Northkin Raiders, um, it didn't really occur to me, but their grenades that they have, their gun, it's a uh, it's only Rat 5, but it's range 8, AoE 3, PAL 12. It's a firebomb. They're fire-typed. So if you put oil on something, the Northkin Raiders are going to get boosted POW 12s. That's going to add up. Even if it's only a POW 6 blast damage, still, it's a boosted POW 6 blast because it's still fire damage. So, I mean, it's nothing to scoff at. And actually, really, really, uh, as you can tell, uh, makes me very happy. I really enjoy finding little things like this in the game. And the, the, the thing is, is do you need the Northkin Raiders? No, not necessarily. People have been making Horgle 2 lists for a long time without them. But I find that they add just that extra little umph that puts a smile on my face. Um, that's not even talking about the Hooch Hauler. I mean, it's got the Spray 10 POW 12s. Those POW 12s will be boosted. So, yes, the Hooch Hauler doesn't get a boosting mechanic, but its Cask Bomb, which has the oil mechanic, is only range 8. AoE 4, POW 16, but range 8. So this just kind of gets a little more of that um, damage out there. And then, of course, the Dire Troll Bomber is going to be fire-typed on its damage rolls because it's going to have the uh, Fire Starter spell from Horgle on it, making all of its guns uh, fire. So, I mean, that just makes it so much more fury efficient because I don't have to boost everything under those 4-inch AoEs. It's automatically boosted if I can oil it first. So I like that. Now, is this list a very good list? Eh, it's kind of all over the place. So I started talking around, and the one of the persons um, who responded to me was Loth uh, from Brawl Machinen. He plays Trolls. And we started looking at kind of list ideas and whatnot and just kind of bouncing things back and forth. And this is kind of what he came up with. Although um, I, the core of this is what he came up with, which, my goodness, my mouth is dry again. Hold on. So, um, Horgle 2 again, Storm of the North, Runebearer, Dire Troll Bomber, and Dire Troll Mauler. And then the Hooch Hauler. 
a um, Trokin champion hero. Uh, sorry, fell color hero. Um, double Northkin battle bears. Double Northkin fire eaters. Northkin raiders and crow hunters. That's 75 points right there. My Oh, there's a whelp. Yeah, I didn't know whelp. And it has the hooch hauler as well. But that's basically the list. You know, your, your uh, bomber, mauler, hooch hauler. Um, then you got your, uh, your fell caller, your bears, your fire eaters, raiders and raiders. That's, there's nothing fancy there, but that's still quite a bit of uh, beef with the double bears and everything. That's nice. I like that a lot. And then I decided to <laughs> basically just be like, how stupid can we make this? Uh, so the last one I'm going to end with is also Storm of the North, Horgle 2, Runebearer, Glacier King, Pyre Troll, Hooch Hauler, Northkin Shaman, uh, Fell Color Hero for free. Oh, the uh, Rune Bearers are always free. Uh, Croak Raiders, Northkin Raiders, F Northkin Fire Eaters, a Min Stone with Northkin Elder, and then a Min Unit of Creel Warriors with a single Creel Warrior Caber Thrower. And the whole idea behind this is... Um, oh my gosh. So... The stone sits behind the uh, Glacier King, you know, somewhere in back nearby. And with the Elder, makes its gun um, range 12, pow 16. And it has reload 2. Well, Horgle 2 puts Firestarter on it. So now that gun is a range 12, pow 16, cold with crit stationary. And fire-typed with continuous fire, still a POW-16, and if you oil the target, it's automatically boosted damage rolls, and it's just kind of stupid. Um, the Hooch Hauler is there, because, yeah, um, you got the Pyre Troll, because, of course. Um, you have a Northkin Shaman, mostly just for the versatility of having a solo that can just keep dropping a cloud on himself or, you know, um, advance forward, drop a cloud, and then reverse onto the flag. It's kind of what I do with him. For two points, he's excellent for it. Uh, Felcall Hero, just great stuff to have there. Um, Northkin Raiders, um, all that. Oh, the Creole Warriors. That's what I was going with that. So the Creole Warriors... Um, I'm tired of my Glacier King being shot off the table. Um, so I usually have, uh, not shot off the table, sorry. Um, just, um, you know, removed from being charged and whatnot. So the Creole Warriors are basically to form a buffer zone in front of the Glacier King. Just so if you want to charge at the Glacier King, you got to deal with the, the Warriors first. You know, they're not, they're not like... Uh, they're just, they're just a great tarpet unit is what I'm trying to say. And um, with the Caber Thrower there giving all of the medium base warrior models uh, within three inches of him carapace, um, guns are going to have 
a little bit of a struggle removing them unless they're higher than pow 12. Um, so mid-range and high quality guns won't have a problem, but any of the chaff ones might actually struggle to remove them. So that's that's good. I mean, you're talking about after if, if they're in the stone aura, their armor 17 and then with carapace your armor 21. So even mid-range guns unless they're boostable are going to struggle to remove that. So, I don't know. I like it. I find it fun. I cannot wait to put this on the table. Um, I have had three opportunities now, and all three times it, it didn't materialize. So I'm, I'm very sad I haven't had a chance to try this out yet. But instead of making up more lists, I'm sitting on these. I'm going to choose one. I'm going to play it, and then either on Discord or on the podcast, I'll say how I did. Because um, I, I like it. Um, maybe you guys will find some use for um, any of that information. Hopefully. If not, um, if you sh- if someone shows up at your game night playing Trolls and like, oh, I'm playing a thermal jacuzzi, you know they listen to this podcast or talk to someone that did, and you know what to expect. So, yeah, there's that. Um, my goodness, I can ramble on and on and on, as you all know, but it's a lot funner with Locke here. I'm... I'm missing that back and forth with her. So, yeah. I don't have a whole lot else to say. I'm not going to sit here and ramble on anymore than I already have. So, we'll call it there. Hope y'all are having a wonderful holiday season. And are able to survive um, the family gatherings that a lot of people dread um, just fine. um, Through avoidance or alcohol or... drink of choice there you go um or whatever suits your fancy anyways all of you be safe have fun and i will see you um or talk to you rather with Locke by my side hopefully next week um but potentially not just putting that out there we may or may not get one out next week because it is christmas week so if not it'll be the week after so without further ado have a good night Thank you for listening to this episode of Warnouns. If you'd like to contact us, I put our Gmail and Twitter info in the show notes. You can also find there a list of all relevant resources or shoutouts we mention or use for today's cast. There will also be a link to our Ko-fi if you feel so inclined to make a donation to our caffeine habits. And lastly, if you want to learn more about our intro or outro music, you can find a link to Prodless on Bandcamp. 